0: everyone and welcome into the friday august 27th edition of leading off my name is brennan tuma and today i am joined by my favorite co-host to do the show with that is mike mayer how are we this morning mike
1: i'm great how are you and we have our own overlays down here we're 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 actually our own people today
0: we finally for everyone watching on the fantasy pros mlb youtube page you will see it says brennan tuma and mike mayer it does not say dan harris and joe pizapia we have fully taken over the show from them and we've been finally been given the respect we deserve, Mike.
1: Exactly. I'm tired of, and I was just chatting in the YouTube comments, a little inside baseball here when Brendan has to like go live and start the stream like five minutes early. And I don't know if this happens for everyone else, but for me, the stream like vanishes. So I'm just like in darkness for five minutes. So I actually have to open up YouTube to see the countdown. Otherwise I would just be like sitting here nervous for five minutes, waiting for it to start. So that's why I hop into YouTube and actually start chatting for five minutes before the show starts.
0: (laughs) That's nice. I like that. I like that. Uh, So yeah, so peanuts and the cracker Jacks, we can keep that between us that this is the preferred duo and everything. We don't need to be going to tell Dan Harris that in the discord or anything. If you are not in discord, you really should be and need to be. If you're listen, if you're still watching our show right now, it's August baseball. We've talked about this a decent amount. Then you clearly love baseball and fantasy baseball. And for some reason you might, like us so there's just so much conversation going on in there highly recommend getting involved in the discord
1: and joey p was in there this morning crapping on the matrix i don't know if you noticed that
0: wow i'm gonna to have to make him an ally in this then because this is this has become a real problem for me and my family people people are not <laughs> happy with us and it's it's not going too well so uh there were some good things. There's a lot to get to, Mike, so I do want to get right into it. The good. There's a lot of Red Sox good notes here, which, you know, for you and I, that is that is a pleasant thing to see. Chris Sale becomes just the second pitcher in big league history to throw three immaculate innings. I'm going to let the chat guess on who the other one was before naming it, just in case anyone might want to uh, take a stab at that. But that was kind of surprising to me, the only two pitchers that had ever done that before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. I was surprised, too. The name was not surprising once I saw that going around. But that had, only two pitchers had ever done it three times. I would assume that, like, you know, Randy Johnson and Roger Clemens had done it, like, a dozen times.
0: Yeah. You know, Greg Maddox, it would have been a ton of names. So, uh, good for Chris Sale. So, he went five and a third innings, two earned runs, eight strikeouts. He He's not going deep into games, but he looks great. And I would have to say, at this point, obviously, he's must-start. I think, you know, going into next year, it's going to be an interesting rank for him. You know, top 12, top 15 starting pitcher, perhaps.
1: Yeah, Yeah, he's going to have that injury concern built in, probably. Um, Injury concern, innings concern, you know, that's something I always look at is, you know, how many innings is he going to throw this year? And then how many innings, you know, can we project him for next season? I was actually looking at his stat cast numbers last night because just watching him, it feels like his slider is super slow. And I was like, Is it just me? And apparently it looks like it is just me because the slider has always kind of been that slow. It's just maybe because I hadn't seen him in a long time and I'm used to how good he's been. I'm just like, I see like he throws like a 95 mile an hour fastball and then a 79 mile an hour slider. And I was like, I could have swore he was hitting mid 80s, at least with that slider. But looking at over the years, I guess it does sit around 80.
0: Yeah, I think with Chris Sale, you know, it's coming back from Tommy John. We we can't always expect these guys to be, you know, at their apex right away. And the Red Sox have just been so vocal about, you know, Chris Sale. They're going to be very pleased with whatever he gives them in 2021. But for them, it's really about 2022. And uh, sorry, wonky penguin. The answer was not <laughs> Bronson Arroyo. We did get a couple guesses for it. It was Sandy Koufax. No surprise there. Sticking Former with Red the Sox. Red Sox. great. Bronson Arroyo, yeah. That's true. That's true. You know who he was traded for? That's a good trivia question for another time. Uh,
1: I don't remember the. Whenever I think of Bronson Arroyo, I remember that he's the one that Alex Rodriguez like punched, like the yep. ball punched his wrist and like got called out. That's all a I ever remember. Year or two later,
0: but... they traded him for Willie Mopena. So. Oh you know, yeah. A, a really. Funny I thought
1: Willie Mopena was going to be so good.
0: <laughs> office did he was sticking just with the, the sticking with the Red Sox Rafael Devers hit his 30th homer of the season. He also had a stolen base in this one. Rafael Devers is a stud, would you agree, Mike?
1: I would. He has been struggling lately though and looked kind of like lost at the plate, so it was good to see him, you know, connect on that moonshot last night.
0: Yeah, and he became just the second Red Sox hitter under 25 years old to have multiple seasons with 30 homers joining Ted Williams. Some other good young players, Jonathan India, went two for four with a homer and three RBIs and two runs scored. He's going to wrap up the National League Rookie of the Year race. I just want to know on him if you play in a points format or OBP league, he becomes even so much more valuable. He's so good at getting on base.
1: Yeah, I actually grabbed him on waivers like not that long ago, like not like yesterday, but like a month ago, maybe like way too late in the season to grab him on on waivers. And it was in a keeper league where like, I have all these big names and I was just doing like I started out hot and I just started fade, like fading. I had like I have like Trout, Yelich, Francisco Lindor. Like I built this keeper team over years and now I'm like I started hot. I faded and now I'm like riding into the playoffs with like Jonathan India and like Kike Hernandez and Colton Wong.
0: <laughs> there you go. They're all, they're all doing well right now at least got a comment here from SpineTix about Jonathan India rookie cards going up. I love that the baseball card market is, you know, just really popping again. I think I, I just think that's super cool. And I think, you know, it's something to get into another time. But uh, well, yeah, did you
1: see the real quick on that? Did you see those new like fanatics deals with with
0: baseball cards? Yeah, I, mean, I think the NFL's you know that, doing it, too. Yeah, no longer tops.
1: Yeah, they're going um, to fanatics.
0: My dad owns a sports card and memorabilia store. So I have a lot of just knowledge about the industry and everything. I think oh, it's yeah. really cool.
1: We'll save it for our uh, sports card podcast.
0: <laughs> the Yankees won again. their 12th in a row. Longest winning streak since 1961. Moving over to the bad. The Mets are 2-11 in their past 13 games. I've been watching a lot of Mets games because they've been on the – they've had some West Coast games lately. And it's just been – brutal. I think they played the Giants, the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Dodgers. That is uh, not a fun string of games for them, and it, it's not no. going well. Especially when you're
1: already struggling. Those aren't the teams you want to play.
0: Exactly. Sticking in the NL East, Reese Hoskins undergoes abdominal surgery next week, and he's going to be done for the year.
1: Yeah. And did you see who might be called up right back up to replace him? Phyllis and Phyllis insider. Alec Bohm, who I will die on the hill saying that Alec Bohm is good at baseball. Maybe not good at fielding the baseball, but good at hitting the baseball.
0: Yeah, he you sent me you forwarded me a tweet about. He was actually hitting really well before kind of losing some playing time, possibly for some defensive reasons is Alec Boehm. Someone you would recommend people pick back up if they need a a spark in their offense.
1: Uh, no, (laughs) as much as I like him. Uh, no, probably not. I just think long-term he's going to be fine.
0: Sports card, sports card podcast. Yes, please. I like that. There you go. Support we need. Uh, the final bad was at Idulis Garcia. He went 0 for 4. We've kind of been talking about him struggling overall lately. Since the All-Star break, he's hitting just 187. He hasn't stolen a base during that time, so he's not doing a ton for you there either. We're at the point of the season, would you drop him for a hot hitter right now?
1: It would depend on the league and the hitter, but yeah. But I mean, like you know, like you said, we talked about this. We knew this was coming. He knew it was coming, and he tried to kind of get out ahead of it, but the league adjusted to him, but... I have him in a couple like deeper leagues and like, you know, keeper and dynasty formats and stuff. And so I'm just kind of like, just for the power speed chance, I leave him in the lineup like most of the, most of the time. So it would have to be a pretty good hitter for me to, to give up on that. But I mean, yeah, you can justify it. Especially if you're like, like we talked the other day, if if you're like it's crunch time and you're trying to like make the playoffs in a head to head format, then yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do.
0: Yep. Yeah, agree with that. I am, I'm, I'm much more willing to get aggressive and, you know, try things in order to, you know, if you're fighting for a playoff spot, that sort of thing. Some Thursday pitching standouts, Max Scherzer, seven and two thirds innings, two hits, 10 strikeouts against the Padres. He has been amazing since joining the Dodgers. He has a one fifty five <laughs> ERA with a four, no record since that happened. That's a turns out, you know, trading for good players at the deadline is, uh, is a pretty profitable strategy for MLB teams.
1: Yeah. Trading for helpful pitching, helpful players, people who, you know, aren't already on the injured list when you require them. When you require them, you know, something maybe the Red Sox should try next year.
0: Yeah. And again, uh, just bringing it back, you know, to how real life teams are doing, the the Padres are free falling. It's getting to look pretty questionable if they're even going to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I haven't looked at the standings, but it's certainly starting to look that way and they're like you know struggling kind of like all over you you can't even like pinpoint like which part is like their biggest flaw right now because they're just kind of like losing in new ways every night
0: yeah and the team they're competing with is the Reds who got another good start out of Sonny Gray last night six innings three hits no one runs six to two strikeout to walk I'm kind of just you know Sonny Gray he's Just more of like a mid rotation guy, I think, in fantasy. No one I'm personally overly excited about. He seems to be inconsistent at times, but he's doing better lately.
1: Yeah, he's been doing better lately. Did you see any of those like clips of like how his fastball was moving yesterday? It was like, oh no, unfair. It was, I'll have to find one of the pitching ninja ones, but it was like a two seam fastball to a left handed hitter. And it looked like it started in the, like right down the middle and finished like six inches outside. And it was like, you can't hit that.
0: I I sometimes watch, you know, some of those Pitching Ninja Gifts or just any of them that go around on Twitter, and I genuinely wonder how anyone ever makes contact in Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah, same, especially the tunneling ones. I just, like, I can watch those all day.
0: Yeah. A couple of uh, starting pitchers who have been struggling for most of the year but were good yesterday, Carlos Carrasco, seven innings, two runs, five strikeouts against the Giants, and then Zach Allen, five innings. He gave up two unearned runs, and he struck out six against the Phillies, Carrasco and gallon Mike would you start them next week
1: I haven't looked ahead in quick rates to see who they're pitching against next week my gut would tell me I would probably lean gallon and probably not Carrasco but it really depends like on your team like there's there are some formats and like some teams where I just need innings I need strikeouts I need the chance for wins and so like anyone with a pulse I'm, I have to roll out there like ERA and WHIP. Be damned. I, I can't worry about those anymore. I need the innings. Um, but in, like, in head-to-head formats, I'd probably lean Gallen and not Carrasco. But I have to look at the matchups. I haven't looked ahead yet.
0: I agree with that. I, I think I would lean Gallon a little bit uh, as well. And then we had a note on Keegan Aiken of the Orioles, who had seven innings <laughs> of one-run ball with six strikeouts. He lowered his ERA to 7.26 with that outing. And guys, before the show, Mike was telling me he's really excited about Keegan Aiken, <laughs> and he thinks you should all go pick him up.
1: Uh, that's not true. Don't don't listen to that. I actually wrote uh, I pre answered a potential Tuma question in the notes by just writing nope.
0: Yeah, so Keegan Aiken was really good, but we're not buying it moving no. forward some hitters that stood out Shohei Otani his 41st homer of the season since Joe uh, has moved on to you know just doing a little more football recently there's been less Otani in leading off but he's still just amazing and he's gonna win MVP and it doesn't even just Vlad there's nothing Vlad could do like it's it's fully over at this point
1: yeah we had Otani fatigue we had to delete him from the notes for a week or two and kind of catch our breath
0: yeah, but he's still so good. It just keeps popping in there. Yeah. Some other uh, milestones. Starling Marte reached his 40th stolen base, which he has in the – since the trade, a lot of people thought, oh, the A's, you know, money ball, they're not going to like to run that much. In 25 games since the trade, Starling Marte is hitting 355, and he has 18 stolen bases during that time. He's running more than he was in Miami. He's been a savior.
1: That's insane. I know, uh, that's insane. I'm I'm old. I'm also old enough to remember when we were worried about him not stealing bases with the A's three weeks ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. I've I've never been in on Starling Marte in midly, so I've always kind of missed out. I just never thought it was worth it for the you know 15 homers, 25 steals. I don't play in a ton of roto leagues, so that might be why as well. But man, like that is he is you know, he he's just been amazing, and he's a free agent this year. He's someone I think the Red Sox should take a look at.
1: Yeah, he would have been a great addition at the trade deadline as well. But, you know, they got Kyle Schwarber. They're fine.
0: Kyle Schwarber was on the standouts for today. He went one for one with a double and four walks. So in those OBP leagues, uh, Kyle Schwarber is doing really well. He's actually he is hitting since he's been activated from the injured list. Like he's hitting really well, finally appeared at first base last night so that could be you know something that would really help his value moving forward too
1: yeah i feel like i think he started at dh and then they moved him to first base or something like that
0: yeah i did see that in the box which is just kind of weird for an american league park but i think they were honestly just up so much and they just kind of wanted to get him some exposure there maybe
1: yeah yeah because they were like there were some rumblings before the game that he you know he's been working out there and he's ready to play there and so i think there was there was even some talk he might start there so we'll probably see him start at first base over the weekend
0: the first baseman who started for Boston last night was Bobby Dahlbeck, who went three for four with two homers and seven RBIs. Is it, we've done the song and dance with Bobby Dahlbeck before? Is he someone you're interested in? Uh,
1: only in like daily, daily leagues where I can you know set my matchups. Of course, I have him in daily leagues, and he was on my bench last night, so I didn't get any of those stats. But I mean, he's just so streaky. He's you know he's probably not going to play against tough right-handers. You know you can't. Really rely on him in weekly lineup leagues, but if you ha- you know if you have the roster space in a in a daily league, I almost dropped him even in dynasty until he got hot and also has third base eligibility, and I was really struggling at third base. And so that's a that's kind of an underrated thin position in fantasy this year, I think, is third base. But maybe that's just my terrible teams. Um, but yeah, I a streaky power, but you can't rely on him to keep doing this.
0: Dan and I, the two times we were on this week, have been talking a lot about 2022 value. Someone I think is going to be really interesting is Cedric Mullins. He went one for four with two more stolen bases. He's up to 22 homers and 24 steals. This season, I kind of think he's going to be like a top 36 player next year. I don't know if I would personally take him there, but people you know, go really crazy for those you know power-speed combos early in drafts.
1: Yeah. Do you remember back in like... The first week of April, the second week of April, we were you and I were chatting up with people on Clubhouse and someone asked about Cedric Mullins and we kind of like stuck our nose up at him. And I'm going to take the L on that one.
0: Yeah, and that was that was I do remember that. I think it was actually our, our friend Brad who uh, yeah. uh, was asking about him. We were like, no, you don't need to. We know who Cedric Mullins. He's just is. a guy. Yeah. Turns out we didn't know who Cedric Mullins was. Uh, a final stolen base note, tons of steals yesterday. Jose Ramirez went two for three with two walks and three stolen bases. We know Jose Ramirez is a stud, but that's just a very nice performance for him.
1: He did not homer for Dan Harris, though, which is the most
0: important Jose Ramirez stat from last night. You're supposed to remind me to make sure I don't skip over the, the home run leaderboard. I will. With the show. <laughs> I, this will.
1: I haven't actually made a call. I'm going to have to look that up while you're talking.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to have a sec here because I'm about to do the Manscaped read, so everyone race yourself. Leading Off is presented by Manscaped and especially the Lawnmower 4.0. It gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED light spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The last thing you would ever want while doing your grooming is an accident, and that's why you need to be safe with the Lawnmower 4.0. Additionally, the new multifunction on/off switch can engage travel lock, which is huge for people who want to travel. And looks-wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish. Even features a hot foil stamped black chrome Manscaped logo. If you're listening to Leading Off and want to get 20% off, you can do so by going to Manscaped.com and using the code Leading Off. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and using the code leading off
1: well done great transition great read perfect all around
0: okay got through that one so that you know that uh <laughs> decreases a lot of the anxiety going on some thursday <laughs> duds hyunjin Ryu, three and two thirds innings seven hits seven runs three omers he's been very inconsistent lately mike is he someone you'd consider sitting if you're in a playoff matchup um i
1: i just you know Because of how I acquired him, I think I'm still running him out there and just hoping for the wins and, you know, hoping him just like, you know, keep the ball in the ballpark and let that lineup do what that lineup uh, can do. And so I'm probably starting him, but yeah, I have him in a bunch of places and it's frustrating.
0: It's been frustrating because it's not just like he was bad for a stretch and then got good. It's that it's been it's been all over the place. If you look at Mm -hmm. the box score, there's a bunch of four runs, six runs, seven run outings mixed in since June. So. That has been tough. The A's-Yankees yeah. game last night, there was a ton of runs scored, so neither starting pitcher did well. I want to highlight Jameson Tyone, who had three and two-thirds innings and five earned runs. He was someone who the, you know quote-unquote, advanced stats were looking pretty encouraging for a while this year, and then he started to turn it around, but lately he's been struggling again.
1: Yeah, the last three starts, um, 14 innings, 11 uh, earned runs, and 13 strikeouts, which was fine, but 11 earned runs over 14 innings and it, it doesn't it didn't look as bad because the the first two starts was like five innings, three runs, five innings, three runs. And you're like, yeah, oh, that's fine. Um, but then you combine it with, you know, three and two thirds and five runs. Then, you know, then it looks bad, which is weird because he was pitching well and the Yankees are surging. So it's interesting to see that he's kind of like going back in the other
0: direction now. Yeah. And on the other side, James Caprillion gave up six runs in five innings. He did have eight strikeouts and, you know, he's been pretty usable overall, but I think we're at the point with this Yankee streak where we just don't want to be, you know, streaming, you know, questionable pitchers against them.
1: Yeah. They're just unbeatable right now. <laughs>
0: uh, you Darvish made his return <laughs> six innings, four runs. He, the, the final stat line doesn't look that great, but he did get a lot better as the game went on. Obviously he was coming off a bit of an absence there. So I like seeing that he gets the Diamondbacks backs next. He's been struggling lately, but it's the diamond backs next week. It's you Darvish. You got to start them.
1: Yeah. And the Diamondbacks are like the anti Yankees right now. Right. You just find whoever you can to start against them.
0: Yeah, they are probably, I know when you do quick grades each week, which before you set your lineups every week, you got to go to fantasypros.com. on Saturday, Mike comes out with his quick grades article, which I use for all my weekly lineup leagues. And Mike, what you do for that piece is you kind of weigh the opponents, who these guys are facing and everything. And I have to imagine Arizona is at the bottom of the pile for offenses right now.
1: Yeah. I'll have to look at, <laughs> I'll have to look at the week, but yeah, they're, they're probably bottom five, maybe yeah, bottom in, three, maybe bottom one.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Not just for next week. I meant but just like kind of in general, like Arizona, yeah. I'm trying to think who else, Texas was probably. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. So, th- so those, you know, When you are streaming, obviously, those are the offenses you want to target. And we're going to quickly move to some closer news. Not a ton last night, but I do love talking about closers. Matt Barnes entered with a 10-run lead, and he slammed the door for the Red Sox victory last night.
1: You love to see it.
0: I do think it's at least encouraging to see he had a good outing. Boston doesn't really have a ton of other closing options. I'd stick with yeah. him if you desperately need saves, but you
1: think he took the money and ran? You think he got paid and shut it down for the year?
0: <laughs> I think I think it's all sticky stuff. I think with so many of these pitchers who had, you know, these mid-season implosions, like I'm I'm chalking it up to sticky stuff personally. Okay. But uh, again, so someone else with like that, Araldus Chapman, he did get the save last night. He's still been kind of shaky, but Boone keeps going back to him, so I'd feel good with him. Craig Kimbrough finally got a save. He needed just six pitches. It's so funny how someone like Kimbrough can look just look so much better when he's used in the ninth inning in a save opportunity. And
1: that's been him like his whole career. I remember when he was on the Red Sox, they were like, let's bring him in with like a four run lead. I was like, no, no. Get a few runners on base first, then bring him in. He'll be fine.
0: Yeah. And then finally, Scott Barlow got the save for the Royals. They've been a mess all year, but it looks like he might be the guy right now some news and notes, Mike Trout still has no timetable to return from a calf injury. That is pretty brutal it's this is just dragged out longer and longer. I don't know if the angels are going to bring him back this year,
1: yeah, and i when I was on with Dan uh whenever that was last week or something, all the days are the same now, but he asked he was one of the players, do you think we're gonna see him again this year, and I still think no
0: yeah again twenty twenty two not to you know keep bringing it back to that, but I, I do think it's it's really interesting to start thinking about that is he's going to, I think there's going to be a lot of kind of hate towards him as a first round pick. They yeah. really even saw that coming into this year.
1: Yeah. He was already dropping this year. I have a feeling I'm going to get a lot of Mike Trout shares next year. Cause I'm, I feel like I'm going to be sitting there at the end of the first round. And Mike Trout's going to be sit, sitting there and I'm going to, I'm just going to take him. I don't care. Mike Trout yeah, at the I mean, end of the first round. I don't care what year it is. I'm taking, I'll take him.
0: Carlos Redon returned from the IL five innings, two runs, just three strikeouts, but he did have nine swing and misses in the abbreviated outing. It came against the Blue Jays. Did you see what you need to see and you're comfortable starting with Don just moving forward?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. we don't need to go much deeper on that. I'm starting him.
0: Mookie Betts returned from the injured list. He went 0-3 with the walk, but he left the game healthy. That's all we care about. Max Muncy sat last night due to lower back tightness. He's day-to-day. More Dodgers news. Gavin Lux was option to AAA. I'm kind of giving up a bit on Gavin Lux here for a while. He would have to do a lot for me to regain my trust in a Dynasty format or for next year or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I was already very low on Gavin Lux coming into the year, so I don't have any shares. I was, I was lower on him than, I don't want to say everyone, but definitely in like redraft and Dynasty, you know, you and I drafted a Dynasty startup this year. I don't have him there. Um, I was always worried about playing time. I was already worried about him against lefties and playing time concerns and struggling in a platoon and playing for the Dodgers. Those are all things that don't go well together because the Dodgers love to platoon uh, players. And so I was already kind of out on him and willing to be wrong if he if he you know, took that next step this year. And so I'm out on him now. I'm out on him out on him in the future.
0: Luke Voigt sat for his third straight game last night. I know Dan Harris has been giving me a tough time about this Yankees playing time thing, but he sat for the third straight game. I still don't, I'm still not, you know, overreacting or anything, but, but it's definitely annoying and it's, it's something to monitor with that team moving forward with all him and Stanton and judge and Gallo and Rizzo and how they're all going to get in the lineup every
1: day. Yeah. And we were chatting about that a little bit in discord uh, last night and into this morning too. Um, Just with like how locked in Giancarlo Stanton is now after after being like the worst. Now he's just locked in and the best, which is like I was asking the question in Discord is is there a more like is there a player with like more extreme hot and cold streaks than like John Carlo Stanton? Because he seems like sometimes he's just locked in and other times he can't hit a thing.
0: Yeah. And he he's getting locked in and it's it's the right time. He only for the third straight game yesterday and if you're in you know a weekly matchup and your playoffs are about to start or they've already started like that is this is like the perfect time uh for him to be getting hot i remember it on my own this time it's time for the home run calls mike can you fill us in on what happened last night
1: sure so wonky penguin finally back on the board she's up to 22 home runs after calling joey gallo Last night, perfect transition. And actually, even better transition. That's who I was talking to in Discord about. John Kyle Stanton was Wonky Penguin. So, circle has no beginning. We're right back where we were. So, uh, a few more home home run calls. Pigo, the Clown Prince, and Derek from Texas, Akak, which I really need to know where that name came from. But we say it all the time on this show. Um, They all called Salvador Perez last night. Pigo's up to 21, and the other two are up to 20. Other correct calls from last night, uh, Brian92271. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm laughing at uh, Tuma pulling up a monkey penguin. Thank you, baby Joey comment from the chat. Um, Brian 9271 92271 called Gallo. He's up to 17. J Metal K. Devers. He's up to 16. Florange socks. One of my favorite names in Discord. Matt Chapman. He's up to six. And then Joey McGuire 23. Who only started calling home runs like a, like a week ago is up to two after calling Nolan Arenado. So the leaderboard is still D Gordon Liddy at 27 at the top then Randy at 26. Tough guy Joe Pisapia, who has called uh, Bryce Harper for the rest of the season, despite being anti-bot, is third at 24. Useless Panic, 22. Wonky Penguin, 22. Lawnmower Man, 21. Go Cards, 21. Pigo, 21. Um, a few, bunch of people at 20. And then uh, Dinger Dan Harris and me at 19 at the bottom of the list. Not at the very bottom, but at the bottom of the sheet list, because I can't include 150 names on the list
0: <laughs> i'm really you know for me at this point uh you know joe's now my ally in uh the fight against the matrix so i'm really i'm I'm pulling for him i think but I, it's gonna be really curious to see if he can pass both randy and d golden liddy so that'll be exciting yeah. also there's DFS, a there's a
1: prospect i was just gonna i'm just gonna bring it up for you go ahead
0: <laughs> before we get to dfs i just can't ignore a prospect question <laughs> in the chat i am sorry dan harris but go cards asked what's up with jeter downs i don't know if you've seen his he recent stinks. stats He's hitting like under a hundred in the month of August. He's one of the big pieces that the Red Sox got back in the Mookie Betts trade from the Dodgers. I think he's going to get demoted to Double A pretty soon, but but yeah, it's his stock is you know free falling this year. Yeah, DFS. We have a full fifteen game slate. It's a Friday night full slate of DFS. Great job! Your Great up. job. You want me to take it from here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, starting pitcher
1: strategies. There's a there's a ton of games. I don't really love a lot of the pitching matchups though, because there are some terrible pitchers going, and the good pitchers are seem to be going against each other. So we have two kind of, as Joe would call, it, pick a side games. Garrett Cole uh, against the A's and Sean Mania uh, opposing him for the Yankees. I'm probably not going either one of those. I'm definitely not going Mania against the Yankees and Cole. That's I'm just not doing that. Um, Cole you can you can justify just because you know he's a true ace but he is you know priced accordingly he's 11,200 on FanDuel DK is 10,500 Aaron Nola is pretty expensive and I'm probably not starting him in most leagues either Um, <clears throat> despite as as we talked about where he's going against the Diamondbacks but he's 10,000 on FanDuel and 10,200 on DK so he's the kind of cash game arm you can use but I mean he's been so volatile that I don't really want to put money on Aaron Nola right now and but You can if you want. I will be targeting Wade Miley. I don't think Dan likes Wade Miley, but I've been all over Wade Miley this year. Um, He's going up against the Marlins. He's 8,800 on FanDuel and 9,200 on DK. I'm using him in cash and GPP, secondary arms, everything. Uh, The other pick-aside game is Kevin Gossman against the Braves, uh, opposed by Max Fried, who just threw that 90-pitch complete game uh, going against the Giants. Probably, if I had to pick one, I'd go Gossman. I don't know. Those two pick a side games: Cole versus the A's and Manaya. I'm assuming you're not going Minaya, but which which side would you pick? Gossman or Freed, and then Cole or Mania?
0: Gossman's been so shaky recently. I don't even love Freed that much to be honest. But if I had to pick one, I'd go Freed.
1: Okay, I was going to go the other way. I'd I'd rather go Gossman. Um, but Gossman is ten thousand one hundred on FanDuel, so he's he's expensive. You're gonna have to go there. So I'm I'm probably not targeting either one of those because they're. Freed is only 8,700 on DK, so you could maybe use him as a secondary arm. But, I mean, the the upside, I mean, the Giants have just been so good. And you're also getting Gossman on the other side, so I'm avoiding both of those. I'm going to do – I'm probably going to have a lot of Joe Musgrove in my lineups tonight. He's going against the Angels. He's 9,200 on FanDuel and 9,600 on DK. So normally he'd be kind of a cash game arm, but because of the, the weird matchups and everything, I'm probably using him – all over the place. As my is my one on DK probably pairing him with Miley and then using him cash GPP everything. The other name is Steven Matz against the Tigers, but the Tigers have been sneakily like not that terrible since the beginning of the year. So he's cheap, which is why I included him. Stephen Matz is only eight thousand on FanDuel, and eighty two hundred on DK. So he's a GPP arm or like maybe a secondary arm on DK, but I don't love it because the Tigers aren't as bad as people think.
0: Yeah, there's this big push for the Tigers to kind of finish in like second place in the AL Central, which would, it, they'd be so far back in the White Sox, like it doesn't matter. But but it, I agree with you. And we've talked a lot about Scooble and Mize, and they got some other big prospects coming. So I like that. Some game stacks, there are a lot tonight. You have the Rays against Matt Harvey and the Orioles. You have the Red Sox against Logan Allen. You have the Blue Jays against Matt Manning, and you have the Astros against glenn auto who are some specific hitters you're using to build your lineups tonight
1: yeah so there's a ton of there was a ton of stack so i just in, included my top my top four but you know there's even more because there's so, so many bad pitchers going tonight so some lineup builders um a couple of them we we used recently but they're still cheap and they actually when we picked them the other day they were great and so uh I like to target these, uh, cheap sluggers, you know, these cheap right-handers who are facing lefty. So we have Darren Ruff, who's facing a lefty tonight. He's free, 2600 on FanDuel. He's 3100 on DK. Michael Chavis, who I think was four for five with a double last night is going against a lefty. He's 2100. He's absolutely free on FanDuel and he's a little bit uh, more expensive on DK at 3500, but I'm definitely using him on FanDuel. Kyle Tucker, um, Going against Glenn Otto, who sounds like a, you know, I always ask Dan. Always says, you know, these some of these names, they don't sound like baseball players, like Daniel Lynch. And he said, I think he said Daniel Lynch sounds like a bowler. Glenn Otto sounds like a hockey defenseman. I would, I would say, not a baseball pitcher. So Kyle Tucker's 3300 on Fanduel, 3600 on DK. Our old friend Andrew Benintendi, the great Bendini himself, going against Logan Gilbert. He's 3100 on Fanduel, 3100 on DK. He's cheap. And then Duble Herrera has been underpriced on DFS all year long, and like he's been streaky, but he he just has like power, speed, and like big production. He's at the top of the Phillies lineup. He's only twenty eight hundred on FanDuel, so he's more he's more expensive on DK. So they're kind of ahead of it now. But I've been using a lot of duble Herrera. I made a lot of money on Abdul Herrera this year because he's just like been under three thousand all year. It's crazy. But yeah, yeah, those are my lineup builders. Don't forget the home run calls.
0: Kyle Tucker, 3,300 on Fandu, 36 on DK. That really stands out to me. And that might be because he was like sidelined for a while. So maybe, you know, his price just isn't as high as it would usually be. I'm going down to the home run calls of the night. Mike, I see you have put yours in.
1: Yeah, I started looking it up and then I realized I don't need to look it up because I'm just going to go with Ryan Mountcastle. I gave the castle bot a day or two off after he got me two home runs the other night got a good matchup tonight i'm going right back to the well ryan mountain castle
0: we'll have to make sure dan gets his in again if you want to put your home run call in make sure you do so on discord there's a lot of baseball conversation going on we will be in there through the end of the season leading off we'll return next week we don't know the schedule yet we'll have to discuss that in the famous dan harris bennett mike mayer Group chat this weekend. Where are
1: you not pick making a, a home run call? are you I'm going to interrupt your awkward sign off now. Are you you just went to the home run calls and you're not calling one? Is that what we're doing right now?
0: I I felt so <laughs> far behind with this. I just I don't want to like overstep my make like, a call man boundary and uh... pick Kyle Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kyle Tucker. If he homeless tonight, then I'm going to be back in it. So uh, perfect. Leading off, we'll be back next week. Thank you everyone for tuning in. For Mike Mayer, this has been Brennan Tuma. And this was Leading Off, presented by Manscaped.